you are about to experience an incredible video or podcast on how to end all conflict in your life. If you are right now in an argument with somebody, a lawsuit, a fight or a co-worker or with drama in your relationship, struggling with your kids or your parents, any conflict you are in where it's them and you, where you're talking about someone else and they seem to be ruining your life in one way or another, you are going to get incredible information here and stories that have helped me eliminate all conflict from my life. Now, this will not ensure that you never have a conflict again. This will help you end the conflicts you have now and be prepared in the future to avoid conflicts altogether, minimize the conflicts you do slip into, and help other people to do the same. The ultimate goal is unity. We want to all work together. There's a lot of challenges and struggles on this planet. And ending conflict internally with others makes real change in the world that benefits all of us. I am in conflict today with no one. I am not fighting with anyone. These are affirmations I suggest to use. Today I am in conflict with no one. Today I have no fight, no argument, no disagreement with anyone. Today I am not fighting anyone or anything. Just for today because you can easily pick something up and then you got to drop it. So for today, if you have a conflict with anybody in your life, this is going to make a massive difference for you. And you'll be able to see if you really care about ending this conflict, you will watch or listen depending on where you're at. If you're on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jerry Banfield, you can watch the whole thing or the Jerry Banfield Show podcast, you can listen. If you listen to or watch this whole video, then you are committed to ending that conflict. That's how you'll know in yourself because I've got a lot of valuable experience ending conflicts that'll be really helpful for you. And I'm gonna just unload all of it on you right now. If you're new here, you've been following me, what you'll think is cool is this is a part of my new Jerry Banfield University. Jerry Banfield University is a completely free curriculum to change your life, to bring out the best in yourself, to be inspired, feel divine love, open and expand your mind. And it all happens on jerrybanfield.com. All you need to do is sign up for my email list and once a week I'll email you the video I make like this. This is a topic video I'm doing for this week based on what I want to give to someone else. Someone else is in a conflict in their life and uh, I uh, am not in conflicts in my life, so I'm making this video specifically for that person and I realized, hmm, maybe everybody might want this video and benefit from this. And once a week, I do a video just like this, also put it on my podcast. Then I listen every week to five, 10, 15 hours of videos like this. And that's how I'm able to make such massive change in my life. I'm consciously choosing how I want to be programmed. And I just realized why you probably would like access to all these videos I'm watching too. So I send out an email once a week. I put new video that I've made. And then I list all these other videos I've watched that have inspired me to have opened my mind and helped me. 
my vision is that if you're in a particularly difficult time of your life, you're on your back like I used to be with a hangover in bed all day, that you could just spend 10 hours going through and watching my video and all these other videos I've recommended. Then I'm going on my website and putting each week's email in an archive or a little mini course so that over time, years from now, you'll be able to go back and there'll be hundreds of little mini courses for you that you can work through to change your life. So I invite you if you want to have this magic every week and you can also directly reply to me in Jerry Banfield University and you can come hang out on my live streams if you want to live chat. So without further ado, let's get directly into the conflict topic. I've sold you, uh, I've set the intention to sell you on why you want to watch this whole thing. You will love being a member of Jerry Banfield University to stay connected and to keep this information coming. The starting point for ending all conflicts in your life is this. Are you a victim or are you here by choice? This is the beginning point because if you are a victim, if you got into whatever conflict you're in and it really wasn't your fault and you didn't deserve it and this person just did this to you, you are helpless and uh, there's nothing you can do about it. If you're a victim, you are just like, your soul is just strapped along for the ride of this life experience and you're just getting dragged the fuck along. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it is. You're just getting dragged along. You have no choice about anything in your life. If you're a victim, you're just getting dragged along through this life experience like a roller coaster and basically you can scream and yell and shout if you want to. You can sit there and be quiet, but it doesn't matter what you do. You're just getting dragged along and things are happening to you. And I'm going to encourage you, yes, I'm big into dichotomies. Of course, from some point of view, you may be a bit of a victim in life and things do just happen. But life is not about what happens to you. It's about how you react to it and not only how you react to it, but your reactions also determines what else happens to you. I am in the mindset that I'm here by choice. Whatever the opposite of being a victim is, that to me, that's it. I'm here by choice. I'm not here by circumstance. I'm here by choice. I chose to be here. And the ultimate end to the victim mindset goes back to how you incarnated here. And you might think, well, what does this have to do with ending conflicts? The first key step, if you don't want to be in conflict, is accepting complete responsibility for where you are at now. Because if you could accept that, hey, I brought this conflict somehow, even if I don't get quite how I did it, and I'm gonna share some stories where conflicts just jumped on me and I wasn't quite sure how I brought that in, but I still took full responsibility that on some level, I brought this in and I wanted this. And on some level, I'm gonna transmute this into a positive learning experience. It all goes back to incarnation. Are you a victim of your parents having sex or if they used in vitro, the doctor sticking the needle and the, you know, however you want to look at it. Are you a victim of the human reproductive process where you didn't really have a choice? What were you doing before that you just got dragged into this? No, but if you believe you're a victim, you basically start out as a victim of conception that... You didn't ask for this, you just got dragged into this life experience somehow and you've been dragged along ever since then. I have had the gift of remembering my incarnation here. 
Now that might sound crazy to you if you don't remember yours. But at one point, and in fact for most of my adult life, I did not remember incarnating here. Now some of your skepticism will tell you that that's not possible, you didn't have brain cells then. Consciousness is not something that is localized to the brain. There is a unified field. You could look at it from the quantum field. You could call it God. You could call it love or universe. There is some kind of unified field. The force if you're into Star Wars. You are part, we are all part of a unified field. And that field is what our brains draw from to give us this experience. That experience does not depend on the brain though. In fact, that experience originates non-locally and is pulled, the brain is processing certain elements like that. For example, the internet does not depend on one particular computer. Now, each computer will have a specific experience through the internet, but the internet itself is not dependent on one particular computer and exists in many different places. You could kind of look at it like that. I mean, that's a weak analogy, but good enough. So the basic idea is if you want to be out of conflict, you need to go back to conception. Did you choose to be here or were you dragged into this? And really that comes down to just your opinion and belief to some degree because there's not really any evidence. I mean, I'm going to give some evidence, but that's really just a belief. And if you choose the empowered belief that I am here by choice, I chose to incarnate here with the particular set of parents that I chose before I had any parents or any stake in the game, I chose these two parents, I chose to incarnate where I'm at today. I chose every step of the way where I've gotten to now as a function of the choices I've made before. Therefore, I have complete responsibility for my life and everything that's in it, including the fights I'm having with other people, which are not random. They're very much things I've chosen to engage in on one level or another or have been offered to me as an opportunity to expand my soul, my consciousness, and to have a human experience. I have had the gift. I remember picking my two parents. Now, this memory came up slowly. For example, when my daughter was born, I remember looking over at other parents, parents that you would have looked at and they were struggling, you know, fighting. And I looked at the child and I would think, that's a brave choice, those two parents. And then it hit me eventually that, because my wife and I very much had a sense that our daughter picked us. She knew all about us and she picked us. And I eventually came around to, realize me picking my two parents was a brave choice too. And that's why I didn't look at the babies that were just with, you know, what you might think of as happy, peaceful parents. I didn't look at them and identify with them as much. I looked at the babies who were with the drama, the crazy, the nutty parents, and I looked at them and I said, that's a brave choice. And then I remembered, yeah, I made a brave choice too, picking a father who was an alcoholic, drug addict, sex addict and a gambler with a mother they got together when my mom wasn't even divorced yet got pregnant with me before my mom's divorce was final and it was a brave choice to pick my two parents 
So I've spent a lot of time on this because the foundational assumptions you begin with are the most powerful. Because if you begin with the assumption that you are a victim and that things just happen and you have no choice over it, it really doesn't matter what else I say because you're still going to be that victim. You're still going to feel powerless. To me, being a victim is about being powerless, that you don't have a choice, that you can't help yourself. And if you're powerless, you're powerless to make real change in life, which means you can't change the conflicts that are in your life. You're powerless. So I've spent a lot of time hammering home these initial assumptions. And the whole goal of talking about remembering my incarnation, I had deeper memories of my incarnation through doing hypnotherapy. And I wasn't looking for those per se. I just got into a really relaxed state and uh, I was very interested in remembering past lives. And in the process of that, I remembered very clearly choosing my body and I remember the moment what you might think of as my soul bonded with the fetus. The first moment, you know, I remember picking and essentially having the opportunity to reserve this body for my experience. Like you could look at it in a theme park, there's a seat on the ride open, I could go get on in this particular seat. So even if this life feels like a bit of a ride that you can't control sometimes, remembering that you chose to get on it, that makes a big difference. And I also was had lots of other memories come up. But what's important, long story short, I remember coming into this experience, choosing this experience, knowing what I was getting into. And ever since then, every single choice I've made has got me where I'm at now, which is most critical if you want to stop being in conflict and fighting with people, the first key step you need is absolute honesty. Honesty that I am here because of my own choices. I am in this conflict because of my own choices. My choices put me in this conflict. Now, many of you are already on a subconscious level at that stage. You realize you picked that particular person to work with. You chose what thing you said. You chose your work environment. You chose your partner. Many of you are already to that point, but we want to really own this first step of responsibility and choice because once you've owned that first step of responsibility and choice, all the rest of them are much easier. I'm big into focusing in life. What's the one thing you can do today in your life that'll make everything else you're doing easier or unnecessary. It's taking full responsibility for where you're at. That makes everything else super easy because if you're responsible for where you're at, you're responsible for where you're going. And if you're responsible for where you're going, you have choices, you have power, and you have people who can help you. And from there, anything is possible. And that's where we want to go. So once you've taken responsibility, you're like, okay, Jerry, you've really drilled it into me for 15 minutes. I'm in this conflict because I chose to be in this conflict and because I've repeatedly chose to engage in this conflict. Now, the second key step of this can be just acceptance and self-forgiveness. Like, okay, because sometimes taking responsibility then brings up this guilt and shame in us. You think, well, why am I so stupid? Why do I do this to myself? Why do I choose to have this fight again and again with my partner? Or why do I choose to have this work relationship that's unsatisfying when I've done this so many times? And what helps me is two different things. First, having a human experience to me is not all about 
having just this peaceful, smooth ride all the time. Think about a roller coaster. You get on a roller coaster, or maybe you don't, because you like the ups and downs. You like the ride. You don't want to just go on a little kitty flat train track that just goes around in circles. Part of what makes this life interesting is the ups and downs. And uh, for better or worse, sometimes these conflicts satisfy those. Many of our lives are so easy that we're seeking out ways to grow and ways to learn. And these conflicts give us a chance to do that. So you can forgive yourself and say, look, it's okay. I'm learning. I'm mastering. And you wouldn't have a need for this video if you weren't getting into these conflicts. And when you learn to master conflicts in your life, then you can go out and help others and have empathy for others who are stuck in conflicts instead of judging and condemning them for it. I have lots of stories of where the key thing is accepting and forgiving myself. Like, okay, I see what I did to get in here. I'm not an idiot for doing, for being where I'm at. Just because other people are saying there's things wrong with me doesn't mean there's things wrong with me. I have an opportunity to learn and grow from this and how am I going to turn this around into something that's inspirational? And I like to say thank you for this exact experience. Even when it's really difficult and sometimes it can feel like totally lying but I like to say thank you. Thank you for this exact experience. Thank you for this conflict. I know a man in AA whose son died and he was able eventually to thank God and say thank you for this experience because now I am equipped to help other people with the same experience. I have not lost a child and I am therefore not equipped in the same way to help someone who has lost a child. For example, if you've lost a child, Someone else who's lost a child probably has a lot of help they can offer you in terms of processing it, in terms of loving your life and learning and moving forward from it. And the same thing, I can offer this video about conflict because I've been in lots of conflicts and I'll share the stories of those in just a little bit once we hammer these principles down and then I'll go through the stories of how I've gotten into conflicts that seem to come at me from nowhere and worked through those and I'll give lots of examples of how things didn't go well and I had learning opportunities which you could think of as mistakes, things I wouldn't do the same again. So once you've taken full responsibility that you're in the situation you're in because of your own choices and you've accepted and forgiven like okay, I forgive myself and I accept that these choices were right for me. You essentially let the past go. You stop looking at the past and arguing with yourself and your own choices. You stop saying, well, I wish I hadn't done this. I wish I hadn't done that. Wish I... You stop all that. What Dr. Joe Dispenza likes to put in that I think is valuable is you essentially go into a meditative state. You know, Do a meditation, get a massage, go do something where you can essentially get rid of yourself in terms of your past, where you can go back to a blank slate. We were talking about this on my gaming, Jerry Banfield Gaming YouTube last night. A person asked me about quitting smoking. And I said, if you were to go to a blank slate and come back, from that blank slate you've never smoked before, would you start smoking again if you'd never smoked before? 
And the person said, well, no, I would not start smoking again if I had never smoked before. Then I say to you, reprogram yourself from that blank slate that you no longer smoke and you've never started smoking in the first place. Reprogram that. Now, your mind will try and say that's lying. That's not how it is. Reprogram yourself. The goal here is to reprogram your mind. A lot of our minds have been conditioned to fight and have conflict. So part of love and acceptance is realizing that our society has programmed us to fight with each other. Now, we won't get into the conspiracies here and about why all that happens. I get into that a lot on Jerry Banfield Gaming. Maybe we will in future. But long story short, we are constantly shown all these images of conflict. And our whole lives get into conflict. You know, you, you get Republicans versus Democrats, football teams versus football teams, my basketball team versus yours, you know, my race, my gender versus yours. And a lot of these are even subconscious. Like on the surface, we're supposed to all be getting along, but then all you see is conflict all the time. So our society has often programmed us to fight and look for fights. Think about the TV shows and the movies and the video games. It's difficult often to find one that's not based on conflict. Now, if you're watching TV shows where people are cheating and fighting with each other all the time, you're watching movies where people are killing and uh, at war all the time, your mind has been conditioned to fight and look for fights. Now, what I'm inviting you to do is after you've taken full responsibility that you did this and you've accepted and loved and forgiven yourself, like, okay, I did this, cool. Now you go into this blank slate, start over. If you could restart things from zero with no past, how would you create them in the future? Because for manifesting anything, aiming at what you want is key. And starting from a blank slate helps. For example, I asked somebody yesterday or the day before, if you could do anything for work, what would you do? And they started by restructuring their own job now. And I said, no, no, no. I want you to totally clear a blank slate. If you could do whatever you wanted for work, what would that look like? And they describe something completely different from what they're doing for work now. And that's what I want you to do with this conflict. Erase what's happened before. If you could have any relationship with the person or people you're in conflict with, what would that look like? And you might be surprised sometimes at if you've got a high level of attachment to this conflict, even starting from a blank slate, You'll picture someone and the first picture you have will be a fight with them. That if you could start over, you'd fight with them again. And if that comes up, back off from that and restart again. Think about the toll conflict takes on you. Think about how your energy could be better freed up to help other people and enjoy life if you weren't into this conflict. I was talking with somebody yesterday and they told me for five or 10 minutes about a conflict in their life. And I asked them, I said, if you didn't have this going on or when this is resolved, what would you be talking to me about instead? Imagine the freedom and the power you would have to manifest and to serve others if it wasn't being wasted in this conflict. To me, I see conflict as a waste of my energy. There's a lot of things to do in this world and I need my full attention for those. And what I see our power collectively is in unity. 
when we can work together, we could do anything. We could eliminate all poverty on this planet within five years, easily. Every single person on this planet could have enough to eat and a nice place, maybe not your definition of nice or mine, but a, a roof over their head, running water, and enough food and clean drinking water. We collectively have that power. The only reason that's not manifesting is because so many of us are wasting our time fighting with each other and we're fighting over pointless things most of the time. Most of the time we are wasting our energy. Now I am not most of the time and that's why if you look at me and you're like, how does this guy do so much? How is he so motivated? It's because I'm not pissing my energy away fighting with other people about stupid things most of the time. And I'm telling you this now because I want you to have a vision of how much more energy and vitality you would have if you weren't pissing your energy away into useless fights with people. I used to piss my energy away in lots of useless fights with people. And everything I tried to do seemed like it just couldn't work that well. And I wondered, I looked at other people who were performing exceptionally and like, what are they doing different than me? And their folk, the we, we that are high performers that have amazing lives that are at incredible levels of health that have very loving relationships where money just seems to fall out of the sky where I do work that I love every day I'll tell you we focus on what we love and what matters and who we can help I spend almost all day almost every day enjoying my life helping others and giving love to people I spend almost no time, most days, there are exceptions we'll talk about, I spend almost none of my time thinking and putting energy towards who's wrong, why they're wrong, what they did, what they shouldn't do, and uh, putting my energy towards conflict with somebody else. Now, I certainly, probably every day at some point, I am tempted into conflict. Often, my kids will get into a fight and I'm tempted into it with them. I'm tempted into a little fight with my wife. Now I'm tempted that most of the time I don't actually go there. My mind starts to go that direction and I open my heart and I say, I love my wife and I refuse to fight with her. I love my children and I'm here to help them. I'm not here to discipline them and fight them and dominate them. I'm here to love my children and support them. And I'll tell you about some examples where I've gotten off my path and it cost me what I hope you're seeing is that you have a massive opportunity to make positive change in your life by withdrawing from conflicts I am so proud that I have fantastic relationships with my wife my children my in-laws my mother my brother I rarely have fights with any of them. My children are actually the most tempting and challenging, especially when they get to fighting. And for example, with my mother and my brother, I talk to them on the phone. They live long distance. I've had lots of fights and conflicts with them in the past. And in the past and today, I refuse to be in conflict with my mother or my brother. 
I refuse. I will not fight with them. And this makes a huge difference in our relationships. And in fact, they both will talk to me and ask for tips because they get into fights with each other and they'll both ask me for tips to be like me where you know I don't want to fight with mom or I don't want to fight with your brother. What do you recommend? And what I recommend is first set up a rule for yourself that you will not fight with other people. You will not be in conflict with other people. And sometimes this means you need to change your life because some places you go, there will be what seems like consistent conflict. And if you are really tired of being in conflict, sometimes it means not going to that place anymore. For example, when there were masks that were required by law, I refused to wear masks. I don't care what the stupid law says. I'm not wearing a mask. It's dumb. And nobody asked me or had an effective debate about it. I'm not doing it. And I ran into conflicts at places. People yelling at me in the grocery store. People yelling at me in AA meetings. Calling me out for, you need to put this on for me. Because I'm wearing one for you. No, I didn't ask you to wear one. I wound up in a bunch of conflicts over that. And I changed my life to avoid those conflicts. I started doing grocery pickup. And ironically, my kind of extreme position of I will not comply with this at all and I will encourage other people to be civilly disobedient. It ironically put me sitting next to people in grocery pickup who were on the opposite extreme, who were you know, double mask, outside, staying at home, not going near anybody. The two of us would be sitting next to each other with polar opposite viewpoints, not fighting. I'm asking you to seek in your life magical solutions because life is not linear and this equals that. It is magical. Absolutely anything can happen. You can sit next to somebody who has a polar opposite viewpoint to you and not fight with them. And if you have a refusal to fight with people, sometimes you will need to let people go. You will need to walk out the door. You will need to quit that job. I've told my mother and my brother, I refuse to have a bad relationship with you. We are either going to have a loving, supportive, positive relationship with each other where we each respect each other, where we each remember we're here to help, that we can count on and depend on each other. We will have that relationship or I will not have a relationship at all with you. And for a month or two, at one point, my mother and I did not talk because we were not capable of having a relationship without conflict. So I said, Mom, I love you. I'm not talking to you again until we can be nice to each other. And it took a month or two and then we came back together and set some new boundaries. My mom asked me not to say certain things and be disrespectful and mean and critical of her. And I asked for the same thing. And since then, my mother and I have had a fantastically supportive relationship. And my brother... If my brother's in a bad mood and he's wanting to just kind of bring me into it by criticizing me and saying mean things, I just very nicely will let my brother go. Like, hey, Jim, I'm going to go do this now. I'm going to go walk the dog now. Even if he called and is five minutes in, hey, hey I'm going to go do this now or do that now. And uh, the last time I did that, we have not had another phone call. It's been a year or two. Since the last phone call, I refuse to go into these conflicts. 
My wife the other night got upset and was ready to fight. And I said, look, I love you. And uh, well, she got upset because I got upset. And what's tricky is to, to take responsibility of reactions that are coming up within you in real time. For example, I said something about how one of our kids, I took my son and my niece, my wife's sister's daughter, I took them to the video game store to go buy some of these games like I got in the background here. And you know, my son ran off for a little while and it's a small store, I, I don't worry about it too much. But I hadn't seen him in a minute or two. So I asked his cousin, I said, can you go see where Jack's at? And uh, then like a you know, few minutes, not a few minutes, a few seconds, you know, maybe a minute or two later, Jack showed up and he was just running around the store. He went and sat on a couch or something for a minute. And I told Laura that and at some point, this kind of reaction came up within her and then a reaction came up within me and we were planning to have sex right after that. And in the past, these had turned into real nasty situations in terms of, you know, Laura's afraid if we don't have sex, I'm gonna absolutely behave horribly. And I'm feeling pressured like I'm afraid of the same thing basically where we get into this big fight. And in the past, we had a lot of big fights. So in this instance, we went to the bedroom and Laura was, Laura was ready to go. And I was still having my reaction and I was not in the mood for intercourse. So then Laura end up ended up feeling a bit rejected about it and she got into having a reaction and then mine started to pass. Now in the past, this was a perfect conflict point where we would have had fights and I've listened to lots of people in AA meetings. I I've been sober for over eight years and one thing I've heard people consistently say is if you've got a partner and you're having a relationship with them and one of you is having a reaction, if... If the other, if the person having the reaction is not looking for hugs and love and support, but they're looking for fights and arguments and nasty, then just take some space. Give the other person a chance. Like, if I can't help my wife feel better and she, or and if I'm having a reaction, you know, often if I have a reaction, I just want some hugs and, you know, if my wife's not in a position where she wants me to, you know, hugs and snuggles and words of affirmation or just listen. If that's not what's there, then we might as well take some space. So on this night, my wife was upset and scared, you know, of having another argument. She was scared of waking up to, as she has in the past, of me being all upset and having a whole bad day. And I said, look, I understand how you're feeling. It's not gonna be like that. It doesn't matter what happened before. I can tell you now, I'm, I'm happy not having sex tonight. I'm not in the mood. Let's do it tomorrow. And uh, no big deal. And she, you know, she still was in the middle of a reaction herself. And I said, and uh, I said, is there anything I can do to help you now? And uh, no. So I said, okay, I'm going to leave. I'm going to take and walk the dog now and you can go to bed. You know, she's like mean mugging me and stuff. I'm like, I love you. Everything's fine. I'm going to go walk the dog now. I'll see you tomorrow morning. And uh, what's nice is that comes from a refusal to be in conflict and total ownership over my own emotions. I recognize I had an emotion, that f a reaction that fed the situation. What I found minimizes conflict is to minimize my talking when I'm in the middle of a reaction. Unless it's asking for help, 
And unless it's just expressing like, hey, I'm feeling fear right now. I'm feeling self-loathing. I'm feeling not good enough. Like if I can express like that, that's one thing. But if it's expressing you, if it starts with you, no. If it's saying, well, you, no. That's creating more conflict. What helps, and then I actually called my mother and explained the same situation to my mother. And I asked my mother, I'm like, you know, is that, I checked my own thinking. I'm like, in my mind, I'm being nice by refusing to engage in a fight right now, giving my wife space to let her reaction pass, giving myself space to let my reaction pass, and then we'll come back together when we're both in a better mood. And I asked my mom, like, is this, I think this is clearly the right thing to do. What does it look like to you? And my mom said that seemed like the best thing too instead of staying up and having an argument. And or trying to, what I've often done in a more recent past is I've been in a good place when my wife's had a reaction. But then I'll try and change her. I'll try and make her feel better. And usually what happens is I end up feeling how she does and we end up getting in conflict. My wife is often very good. If I have a reaction, she gives me space, asks if she can help, and she gives me my space. She doesn't try and make me feel better. A lot of conflict is because we're trying to, instead of taking a whole responsibility for ourselves, we're trying to make somebody else do something. The next morning, my wife and I, we're both feeling great. No hard feelings from the night before because we didn't have a big conflict in a fight. We both just had some emotions and reactions come up and we didn't go into it. It was very easy to make love and not war. And we were both happy that things went exactly how they did because a lot of times in the past, they didn't go that way. It was up for two hours, fighting, exhausted the next day, wore out, and was tough. And this is why you need to have love and forgiveness for yourself. What's tough is when you're in the habit of doing that, often the best you can do is do less of it. Is Some of you might be listening and be like, you know, Jerry, this is this doesn't even seem possible for me. Like my wife and I or, you know, whoever it is, we get into long drawn out fights. The best you might be able to do in the short term is do less. You know, have an hour fight instead of two hours. Be upset for three hours instead of all day. Any improvement you make is moving in the direction you want to move. And it's taken my wife and I over 10 years of being together to get to a point where we can do that last night where there's not a big argument and fallout and where there's a minimal amount of tension. And that's miraculous. And that's how we operate most of the time. And even if there is a bit of a fight, it often passes quickly. I'll give you another example here because in that situation, you could probably see like, well, okay, you had a reaction. She felt rejected. You could you could see what I contributed. I'll give you an example because some of you, especially with the conflict, you struggle with this idea that you didn't do anything to deserve it. That this conflict just came at you and you had nothing to do with it. You were just innocently walking down the street and this conflict just jumped on you. Or you were just trying to have your house renovated and you know this contractor is just a jerk or you know whatever it is that you weren't looking for a conflict and one got thrown in your face so 
So I'll give you an example of a conflict. I'll give you two examples of stories with that with me now. Let's go back to 2019. We enrolled my daughter in this private school close to our home. High tuition, well, high in my opinion. It was like you know, 17 plus thousand dollars for pre-K. Meanwhile, my business revenue had just dropped to zero. I was going on this very ambitious startup, borrowing a bunch of money. Very good learning opportunity there. I would not do that again with my money. So we had enrolled our daughter in this private school and I was all into this, yeah, this is luxury. Just, you know, the school is real nice, at least in terms of the buildings and, and stuff like that. And there's obviously there's people there with lots of money. And the, the parents are very, very, very involved in the school. Cause some of them are shelling out, you know, 50, 60, a hundred grand. They got five kids in the school and they're, you know, they're very invested in what's going on. So we go to this birthday party, or maybe it was a, it was a welcome party for the school. It was at the, you know, one of the, like a little kids gymnastics place. Kids are jumping around, talking to parents, shaking hands, really excited for the school year. It's like a week before school starts. A day or two later, this was on maybe a Sunday, you know, a day or two later, I'm at home doing work on my computer. I get a call from the headmaster that says, there's parents who are afraid that I'm a threat to the school because of what they read on my blog. I'm like, what? Huh? And the headmaster's dead serious. Like, yeah, there's there's several families that are, you know, they read your blog and they're scared and they don't want you to come to the school and they're threatening to leave the school themselves and we need to figure this out. I'm like, are you serious? Like, this is insane you know i this my daughter is at this school and master like i know there's never been an issue like this with a parent at a school but you know these families are all upset because of what you run on your blog so i go look on my blog i'm like what exactly did i write on my blog well it turns out when I did my original four step for Alcoholics Anonymous, I wrote a 10,000 word, extremely honest recollection of my entire life. I wrote all the way back from being born through high school and the, the present time. And I wrote a story that was brutally honest where I didn't omit things like my suicide attempts. I didn't cut out things like my conflicts and my violent thinking. I used to get into tons of conflict and you know, my thoughts used to be very violent. And I wrote about that in my blog, that in high school, I understood how these tragic things happened at school because I said, if I hadn't had parents who were there and who loved me and took good care of me, I might have been being one of those lunatics in the school. But my parents loved me and supported me so much that that wasn't possible. And somehow the parents read that and took that to mean... And I understand now, if you look at life that people are fixed and do not change, if that is your belief, and then you read that on my blog, then it, given your own set of assumptions, I'm still dangerous because I don't really change because you believe people don't really change. I get that now. At first, I was so, I'm like, this, this is so insane. What they did is they only read the beginning of the story or maybe the first half, stopped there before they got to the inspirational part where 
I got sober and made massive change in my life. So uh, the headmaster calls me up. I schedule a meeting with the headmaster the next day. I'm like, ah, okay, this is, a, you know, I'm starting to feel some of these old shame and guilt emotions coming up. And then a few hours later at 8.30, thank God my kids were in bed. My wife went out for a run at absolutely the perfect time. Four St. Pete police officers come banging on my door. I open the door. I'm like, can I help y'all? They're like, Mr. Banfield, uh, we've heard about what you wrote on your blog. I'm like, oh, are you freaking serious? They're like, well, we read it and you know we have to investigate given the nature of the complaint. I'm like, come on in. I got nothing to hide. I sold all my guns years ago. And when I got sober and I heard that if you're a gun owner, the most likely person way more likely than any other outcome, the most likely person the gun will be used on is you. And I knew from my own experience that, yeah, I had thought about using the gun on myself a lot of times. Probably better for me just to not have guns. Now, I've since reprogrammed my mind so it doesn't go to the self-harm. However, I still have not felt the need to get any guns since then. So I sold my guns at the same time I was reprogramming my mind away from looking for self-harm opportunities and reacting with self-harm thoughts. So I invited, I said, come on in. I got nothing to hide. You know, I'm sober and Alcoholics Anonymous. I put my story out there so it would help someone who's in the same place. And they said, we, we read the whole thing. We don't have any problem with it. We just need to come here and make sure that, you know, everything is how you say it is. So they looked around, they left, they were satisfied. I went in and talked to the headmaster. The headmaster was satisfied. The headmaster supported me. The head of security at the school read my entire Officer Banfield book in 24 hours and completely supported me also. Nevertheless, there were several families that were threatening to leave the school, which you know, you're talking pulling out hundreds of thousands of dollars of tuition when the school year is just starting. There's families threatening to leave the school if they don't kick me, my daughter, out of the school. And the headmaster and the head of security said, we are standing behind you. You know, we see how these parents got upset, but they must not have read the whole story. We're not gonna kick you out because we don't see anything to merit what they're doing. The school still did put an extra police officer for an entire year in the school because of those families' complaints. So where I'm going with this is that was the beginning. And if I had to do this over again, I would probably withdraw from the school immediately because what I didn't think of, and this is what's so important and why I said at the beginning of the video, if you really want to resolve your conflicts and stop fighting, you watch the whole thing. What's really important is that you choose you... Instead of trying to win and triumph over people in conflict, you refuse to be in conflict in the first place. Because at that time, I was thinking that if I'm going to get in a conflict with somebody, I'm going to win. I wasn't looking to avoid conflict unless I could win. I was looking to avoid any conflicts I would lose. But in this case, I looked at this, I'm going to win. These parents threaten to withdraw from the school. I'm going to win. I'm going to beat them. Not literally, but, you know, look, all these parents fought against me and I won. I didn't get kicked out of the school. The police didn't do anything to me. All these parents came up. I won. 
what I did not realize is what kind of a school year it was going to be with these parents who would be around repeatedly, who uh, would repeatedly try and mess with me as much as possible and who would give me, help me see the value of staying completely out of conflict and putting out love for people. You can see today, I love these parents. I'm grateful for this experience I had with these parents. It taught me an extremely valuable lesson. Number one, don't put that blog on your homepage. The people that are just casually learning about you don't need to hear your violent, crazy thoughts from high school right off the bat. Now, you got into a video. You know, most people dipped off at the beginning of this video. You the guy, you got context in this video. It's harder to take this out of context in this video. And I've also learned, as we're going to go into in the next conflict example, I've learned that, you know, don't put the, don't lead with the most controversial thing unless you want conflict. That's one of my newer lessons. But in this instance, I was committed to winning. And these parents, even though I had won in terms of I get to stay in the school, they made sure to keep being a pain in the butt as often as possible. And I noticed it happened in proximity to seeing them. For example, I would uh, volunteer. I went to the school to volunteer every week. I love seeing the kids. The kids love seeing me. The teachers started to make rules because the kids would all come up and swore me and hug me. They would fight with each other over who could hold my hand. The teachers made all these rules like, well, you know, just the dad's daughter can hug him. You know, it got to be ridiculous. But I went into the lunchroom to volunteer to have lunch with the kids and, you know, take trays and stuff. And these parents complain to the headmaster, I don't want this guy in the lunchroom with my kids. I don't feel safe with this guy in the lunchroom with my kids. And so I'm back in the headmaster's office again. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, And then we worked out, well, you can, you can volunteer in the classroom with the kids or on the playground. So then for a while that was fine. I volunteered just in the classroom with the kids they they asked you know could you not volunteer in the lunchroom because these other parents have to see you I'm like this is so this is so you know we should just be in pre-k with these kids right now like are you being this is where we should be in pre-k with these kids right now we're not grown and then I remember I saw one of the moms perhaps the instigating mom. I saw her at the, there was a little school kind of bounce houses and fair one day. And I remember looking at her that day and judging her and condemning her in my mind. Like, you crazy, you know, you crazy, you doing this to me? How effed up is your life that you got to be putting these things over on me? And I remember looking at her and putting that negative energy vibe. Like, yeah, that's right. I'm still here. I'm still standing I'm still at this school. Yeah, think about what you did. Look what you did. Accusing people of ridiculous things. And I just did a little bit of energy like that. And the next day, there's another complaint about me. I didn't even say anything. I did not say anything. The next day, they're complaining about me again. They're complaining about me again. Well, could you not volunteer on the playground? Because sometimes the... Oh, like, fuck, fuck. 
could you could you uh, could you just volunteer in your child's classroom like Jesus Christ but then I learned we are all telepathically connected even if you don't see somebody if you are talking negative about somebody that is having a real impact on them even if you just look at somebody with that nasty energy they're feeling that and what will help you massively to stop being in conflict is to realize we are all telepathically connected that you cannot be silently in a fight with somebody without them being at least subconsciously aware of it now I had another instance where I had all this drama in my head with this girl in AA and I don't think she was consciously aware of it. I tried to apologize to her for all the the bad vibes I've been putting out towards her and she absolutely, she just blew up at me, F you, and walked off. And she wasn't thinking about it consciously. Subconsciously, she certainly wasn't on the same page with me. And I realized I don't, if somebody's not thinking about something consciously, all I need to do is start putting out good vibes and that will immediately move on from the past. And in fact, if somebody's not conscious of something, bringing up things they're not conscious of will actually cause more conflict. And I look back now and I can see, you know, I wanted some attention from that girl, but I also was still locked into the conflict with her. I wasn't, and what I later did with that girl in AA is I changed, it was so annoying. I talked to my wife about her, my mother about her. Oh my God. And I finally turned my vibes around so much towards that girl in AA that she eventually gave me the, a hug and we eventually got to be on good terms again until she saw me in the store like two years later and pretended she didn't get to know me and she didn't even know me she was with her new husband. Don't know what that was about. Maybe she'd relapsed. Maybe she hadn't. I don't know. But she pretended she didn't even know me. And I spent another couple of weeks in conflict mentally with her. And But that time I quickly was able to get out of it and just put out love and good vibes. The solution for any conflict, you're like, dang, why didn't you tell me this up front? Like, well, if you don't fully get a context for it, you won't be willing to do anything to implement the solution. The solution is to put out love and good vibes for exactly who you're in conflict with. If you will put out love and good vibes for whoever you're in conflict with, it will end the conflict. You don't even have to say anything. As I learned with that girl in AA, I did not need to say anything to her. I literally just turned my mental projections and put out good vibes telepathically. That fixed it. In fact, saying something before you've really done the work mentally will often screw things up. So if you will just change the mental vibes you put out towards someone, that will often end the conflict. For example, when I had a month I didn't talk to my mother, I was not putting out I hate you mom vibes. No, I was putting out I love you mom, I hope you're okay. I love you mom, I'm glad you've been my mom. I love you mom, I hope you're okay. I love you, mom. I miss you, mom, but I'm not having a bad relationship with you, mom. I love you, mom, and I'm ready for any kind of good relationship you're ready to have whenever you're ready to have it. And I knew my mom would reach out when she was in a better place, and I just put out I love you, mom vibes every single day. And it took a month. 
It took him over a month, but then my mom texted me and said, look, I'm sorry for what I said. Can we talk? And it was all good from there. Same thing with these parents at the school. I realized after that day at the fair where I had that nasty condemnation. I mean, I intensely focused on hatred for a very small amount of time. And I talked to my wife about it. Can you believe what it is? You know, can you believe her? Out at the, you know, here she is out at the fair house. She's like, can you believe this? And my wife was like, this bitch is crazy. I can't stand these parents to discuss. You know, my wife was understandably pretty upset with them. And after that experience where I literally didn't say anything, and I don't know if, I think we made eye contact for like a half second. And she looked down and walked by. And then the complaint comes in the next day. I realize it's my mental, the things I'm doing in my head, the way I'm thinking about people are having a real impact on how they behave. And this is where you start to really get a God complex like I got. I know that how I think about people impacts how people think about me. And therefore, any situation that is in my life, I've had a part in it because if I've thought of somebody as a, you know, cheating at business, a dishonest, dirty person, if I've thought of them that way, even if you might objectively look and say, well, that's how they are, if I've put out all this hate and bad vibes towards somebody, then I'm bringing more of that on myself. And when I did the rest of school year, I doubled, tripled, 10x down, I put out love for these parents. And I thought about them more than I thought about any of the other parents at the school. I love you. I appreciate your lesson. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you've taught me this. I will never have to go through this lesson because of what you've taught me. You have helped me. Thank you for helping me. You're I only knew like one parent that was definitely involved in it and I guessed at a couple of others. So I focused on that one mom who I knew she had a big part to do with it. And I've, you know, and that can often help if there's a group of people you're in conflict with, focus on the one you have the most kind of connection with and it'll go out to the group. And I doubled down. I'm like, I love this mom. I'm proud of her. I'm sure she's a great mom. I bet she's having a lot of tough stuff going on in her life. I got a lot of love for her. I understand exactly how she was thinking to think how she's done. And I sought to absorb her thinking and her mindset. Like, I want to understand how she thinks like this and I want to have empathy for her situation. She's probably struggling in her life. She, you know, desperate. She has so much fear. She's just looking for stuff. And this triggered something in her. And thank you. And I hope she has a great life. I hope her daughter has a wonderful time at the school this year. And next time I see this mom, I'm going to be nice to her. I'm going to be so excited like it's my best friend that showed up at this party. And I got that exact opportunity one day. We walked into this party. It happens the the mom's friend, the girl that was having the birthday party was best friends with my daughter and she was also friends with this mom's daughter. And we walk in this party. We Neither of us knew the other one would be there and we walked right in and I went straight to good vibes. I'm like, I'm so happy this mom is here right now. This is a chance I've been waiting for. I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna love, but I'm not gonna look for attention. I'm not gonna try and get this mom to notice me. Because that's how we often get into conflict. Is as soon as we start feeling good vibes, now we want this person to immediately give us good vibes. Remember what I said about my mom? I did not go looking. As soon, I was putting out loving vibes the whole time I wasn't talking to my mom. But I waited for my mom to have that to put back out towards me. I didn't go 
chasing her around saying, hey, you need to love me now, mom. You need to love me now. You need to love me now. Because that often gets us more bad vibes. Until the person is ready. It's the same thing with my wife that I talk about. So I put out so much love for this mom. I thought about her more than any of the other moms. I'm like, I'm going to love her. I realized like God, you know, the, the however this happened, this is my opportunity to learn and grow. If I can love this mom, I can really love anybody else. And I even talked to her a bit at the party and I was so happy to be there with her to have a chance to be in a place together peacefully with a person who had conflict. And uh, there were no more issues with any of those families. In fact, we had a good time at that party. It wasn't even awkward. I, and my, I don't get awkward as easily. My wife's like, that was awkward. I'm like, that was great. I'm so happy she was there. Nothing, ha nothing else happened. The whole rest of the school year went smooth. As soon as I changed the mental vibes I was putting out, and the mom could tell on some subconscious level immediately, but on a conscious level when she saw me, she could see that I was putting out love. And I'm telling you, you can end every conflict in your life if you can put out genuine love, compassion, and empathy and understanding for somebody. And if, you, if you're looking at someone and you're not understanding and you don't get where they're coming from, Ask, pray to be put in their shoes mentally. If you can really see the other person's point of view, you develop compassion and love and empathy for them. If you can really see it, it's like the St. Francis prayer. God, pray that I may seek to understand rather than be understood. As soon as I stopped fighting, especially that mom and the family she was connected with, as soon as I stopped fighting, them and trying to win and you know trying to prove how great I am like yeah I'm gonna show you I'm volunteering in your face you know look at me helping these kids look at me being really nice how dare you say what you said as soon as I stopped doing that and started putting out I love you you are okay just as you are I wouldn't change anything about you even if I could as soon as I started putting that vibe out the conflict was over there were no more complaints or issues at the school. And I guarantee you there would have been more if I had kept up my end. So that's why I talked so much in the beginning about taking responsibility. If you will fully take responsibility for what you are doing, you can single-handedly stop conflicts. Now, in some cases, you may need to leave. I stopped going to my main home group in Alcoholics Anonymous I stopped going I stopped going to all three of my main home groups in Alcoholics Anonymous over all of them saying I had to wear a mask to be at the meeting. I quit going to all of the AA meetings and I felt fear as I was sitting in that last meeting before the next time they said, look, if you don't put on a mask, you can't come into this meeting. I remember the fear. And at the same time, I remember the conflicts I'd had in the past and I remembered, you know what, I know I know there are other AA meetings out there where I can show up without conflict. And I found a bunch of outdoor meetings I could go to without wearing a mask. And again, ironically, many of these people at the outdoor meetings are on the extreme the other way. And they won't even go to indoor meetings, masks or no masks. A lot of the people who were going to the meetings where I was kicked out were actually a lot more of the moderate people who were just going to follow the law. We don't feel that strong one way or another. 
And, you know, we're not letting neither extreme would go to the meeting. And that's why we need to make love and not war with each other. And if you are constantly finding your conflict, you're in conflict in one place, and you change what you do and what you put out, and you're still getting it back, to me, that's the sign, go somewhere else. Change your life. Stop showing up. For example, if you've got a partner and you double, triple, 10x down and you love them and love them and love them and accept them, what happens with love and acceptance and understanding is you also get personal clarity. You get personal clarity. For example, if you're with an alcoholic or a drug addict and they just keep drinking and taking these drugs and always being sick and never being fully available or present to be with you, I'm not saying you should just stick around and be nice and bend over backwards all the time for them. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if you really love and accept the exact place they're in and that's not the place you want to be, then you separate with love. Like I did with my mom. I said, I love you, mom. I'm okay with whatever you do with your life, mom. We're either going to have a great relationship or we're not going to talk, mom. I'm letting you go. Goodbye. And you can do that no matter where you're at. If it's if you work somewhere and no matter how you show up, no matter how much love you've got is toxic and people are nasty to you, quit. Very simple solution. Like, Jerry, I don't know how I'm going to make money. Don't know where. You will find out. What can be tricky is that being in conflict can be very addictive. And this has cropped up for me that just creating conflicts out of nowhere and that's where I'm at now is to watch out for my you know, great ideas coming up and creating conflicts out of nowhere. Be considerate of what might produce conflict with other people. Let me give you this last example. It's been exactly three months ago today that I woke up. There was some kind of cosmic energy going on. I woke up and I was in this really high like high elevated frequency state, feeling just fantastic, transcendent. And I had recently been watching the new Sex in the City, which I think is called and just like that. And there was this girl in Sex in the City who chose was in middle school and she was feeling like she didn't identify as a girl anymore. She wants to identify as a boy and be a boy. And I got inspired by that. I'm like, hmm, this I really want to be black. I don't want to be white anymore. I've been white my whole life. I didn't feel white a lot of my life. I've The music I listened to, the people I gravitated towards, the people I'd hang out with, very often felt much more black. And especially with wearing... I felt like I was in the middle of the civil rights movement, just not nearly that severe. But, you know, I participated in a bunch of civil disobedience over the last two years. And it really... In my past life, I was a young black man that died with a very violent you know, Malcolm X, we're going to take what's ours perspective. And in this life, I set the intention, I want to come back and work together more. You know, I want to constantly aim for what's right, but I don't want to fight and get violent over it either. I want to be civilly disobedient, more of a Martin Luther King approach to things. And uh, however it happened, for quite a while, I've been feeling and wishing. I'm like, I'm, I wish I could be black. It sucks not to be black. I want to be black. If I could change my skin color, I'd be black. And one day, I woke up and I'm like, I don't have to change my skin color. Like that girl in, and just like that, she didn't have to change anything about her physical body. 
She just goes to school and says, hey, I want y'all to call me a boy now. I'm using this new name and I want to be, I want my pronouns to be he. I'm like, dude, all I got to do is show up online and be like, hey, hey guys, I'm black now. Yeah, I know. Don't worry about my skin color. There's lots of shades of black and I'm on the way light end of it. I'm black now. I don't want to be white anymore and I don't want, don't think of me as white. I'm black. That's who I am now. That's who I've wanted to be for a long time. I'm black today. Now, what I didn't consider is the amount of conflict that would ensue for that. Again, this was an instance to me, in my mind, I didn't even consider how somebody could have a problem with that. I mean, part of me figured that, you know, some of the people who were very heavily identified with race could maybe disagree whether I had the right to change my race or not. I never imagined that waves of people of all different demographics, you know, white, black, man, woman, US, non-US, people of all different demographics would jump on me and you're a racist who hates transgender people. I'm like, what, what? I said I was inspired by transgender people and I love black, so whatever it means to be black so much that I'm changing my identity to that. How could y'all think that I'm a racist and transgender hater? That doesn't even make sense. And I got myself into a big conflict. Facebook demonetized me within a few hours. They even though I was one of their very one of their top partners, one of the top streamers on the platform, a, a popular streamer according to celebrity Charlemagne the God who made an incredible video supporting me. If you search Jerry Banfield Breakfast Club, it'll come up. Even though there were a lot of people who agreed with me, a lot of people who had never thought of it before, I got into conflict and I got pissed off that Facebook demonetized me. I got mad and I got to fighting. I'm like, I'm going to get a, I started thinking about, I'm going to get a lawyer, I'm going to sue Facebook, I got a clear case and I put this massive mental energy, went into fighting Facebook gaming. You know, sending emails to them, putting out tweets, asking my followers to tweet Facebook. This massive conflict that I, you know, you could look at it. It was brought to me. I didn't go looking to fight with people. I just showed up. Hey, guys, I'm black today. Isn't that cool? You know, and then the conflict comes pouring on to me. But then I get back into it. I push back. I made a video the day after I was demonetized with the title, I can change my gender but not my race. And I got that post taken down for hate speech. As my previous post was taken down for hate speech also. Then I got my Twitch account suspended. And I spun into conflict. And I, thanks to Charlemagne the God's Breakfast Club video about me, I got my Twitch account. They said my suspension was a mistake. YouTube never took any action, which is why I'm so positive on YouTube. YouTube, to me, has one of the better standards on free speech. And uh, I streamed exclusively on Twitch for a while, but a lot of, like, for example, streaming exclusively on Twitch was because I was pissed off at Facebook gaming. And, well, you know, I told myself, this is great, this is fun, but at the core of it, I was pissed off at Facebook gaming. How dare they discriminate against me? It was funny, Charlemagne said, you wanted to be black, now they treated you like it? <laughs> I personally don't believe that as black Americans we should be using the N-word unless we want everybody to use it. But Charlemagne made a really funny comment. You wanted to be black and you got treated like it. I'm like, hmm, yeah, that's actually great. Now I have a much deeper understanding. 
I didn't realize how much it hurt to be treated differently because of your skin color. That if I'd have been a few, even a slight amount, if I just looked a tiny bit more black, that never would have happened. But you look at whatever, however you superficially identify black, I don't look like that. I'm grateful. So I did, I streamed on Twitch and I had such this hatred and anger under the skin for Facebook for discriminating against me. How dare they treat me different? I, you know, if I, I kept thinking, if I came out and said I'm a woman, they never would have treated me like that. I could have came out and said anything else basically and I wouldn't have got treated like that. I mean, you know, maybe probably a couple of things I couldn't have said, but I was so mad. And I finally, the other day, I was listening to Dr. Do, 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 Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, Becoming Supernatural. And I was listening to these people's stories of massive transformation. I got this little sensation around my heart and my mind that I could have a similar experience to those people in the book, but I had to drop what I was doing and really go into it. So I sat down on the couch. I started to feel extremely grateful for my life and just cry and sitting up was too much. So I laid on the bed and I just cried and I put this massive love out for people. And I put this massive love out for the people at Facebook Gaming. I love them. I appreciate what they did. They've helped me learn and grow and evolve my teaching. Them demonetizing me made a viral news story that reached celebrities like Charlemagne the God, which went out to hundreds of thousands of people, which helped me make a I'm Black Day 30 video, which went out to millions of people, got taken down for hate speech, TikTok put it back up, and then it went out to a million people on TikTok, carrying a message that you can change your race, that your race is your choice. That's what the law says. The law says your race is your choice. I'm grateful that Facebook came in actually helped me advance this idea in human consciousness, which I care about a lot. I care about equality and truth. And the truth is, race is an idea. It's a political, socio-political construct. And we have the ability to change that and do away with it, which I think we need to totally do away with it. Facebook gaming helped me. And the people at Facebook gaming struggled and suffered and felt bad over demonetizing me. Not all of them, but I actually, when I was putting out this love for everybody at Facebook Gaming and I'm crying and it feels like an out-of-body experience, I actually got to see one of the Facebook Gaming employees after a day of work. You know, my thing they had to deal with was, you know, the main thing they did at work that day and it was emotionally exhausting for them because on one hand, they're looking at somebody who's been a very positive loved member of the Facebook gaming platform. Been one of the most successful people, made lots of money on it for Facebook, made lots of money themselves, brought lots of people to the platform, inspired and helped lots of other streamers. So somebody very well liked on the Facebook gaming platform who'd been featured a bunch of times by Facebook gaming, who'd been shared on a Facebook gaming page, and now they're looking and they're feeling betrayed. They're feeling like, look, at least if this guy's gonna make a big change like this, he ought to have told us about it first. He should have sent us a message and said, hey, I'm changing my race. I realize some people might not like this. Do you have any, you know, can you help me do this so it doesn't cause a thing? They're feeling betrayed that I just came out and did this and they're put in a position where they pretty much, from their point of view, had to demonetize me because of their culture at work and because of, from their point of view, worst case scenario, 
from their point of view, it looks like they're supporting hate if they don't do something. And I, I could see the person going home from work and having a difficult day because of dealing with me and feeling kind of emotionally torn about it. Like, you know, it was a, you know, well, like they were betrayed and uh, like they were, you know, they were in conflict and they were put in a position they might get sued over it. They might, they got bad publicity over it. And like, and I had empathy and love and understanding. I'm like, I see what I contributed to that. I did not think about the Facebook gaming employees. I did not consider how me identifying as black might impact them and their work. I didn't consider all the people who, you know, basically were waiting on a chance to jump on me would jump all on that together and create a crap show. You know, I didn't think about the Facebook gaming team before I put that out. I did that. And, uh, Man, I'll tell you what, I've gotten into this huge place of peace with creating. My heart has been so open and now I'm just showing up. Like I've forgiven Facebook Gaming, forgiven myself and it's clear. I show up on Facebook Gaming, I have fun, I do my thing. Doesn't matter if I'm monetized or not, they said I'll be monetized again, temporarily demonetized. I'll be monetized again one day, no big deal. I got FU money at this point, I don't need any money. You know, I made like 10 grand in crypto in the last month. I'm good. I don't need any money for my streaming. And I felt at peace. And guess what's happened? I mean, you're not going to be surprised at this point. My videos have started to go off on Facebook gaming. Literally since I made this mental adjustment, my videos have started to go off. My views, you know, I had not even been streaming on Facebook gaming. My Facebook gaming page was dying. It's, it's growing fast already. I mean, my videos are going out for free to hundreds of thousands of people again. Literally from almost zero, they're popping. <laughs> and it's like, of course, of course they are. Because I've changed my attitude because I've put out love almost immediately. When you switch to loving and caring and being compassionate, almost immediately the outside world will respond. And I wouldn't be surprised if one day, I had a dream a couple weeks ago which led to this. I had a dream I was getting stars on Facebook again. At the time, I was only streaming on YouTube. I'm like, come on, man. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I need to continue moving forward on Facebook. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. When I look at Facebook gaming with love and compassion and understanding, I see a platform that's still very willing to help me. That's still willing to put me out to hundreds of thousands of people, which if I was using paid ads, that would cost me tens of thousands of dollars to pay for that. It's doing all that for free. And it's they're still willing. The Facebook gaming team, given enough time and good vibes, is still willing to support me. You know, maybe not like today and they may not make any change today to my monetization, but the potential for them to love and support me as a creator is there and they still are empowering me by, they've never stopped me from posting. They're still empowering me today with all the work they do on the platform in general is benefiting me. So I hope this has been extremely helpful for you to stop all those conflicts in your life. Drop those conflicts in your life. 
And the next time one comes up, be prepared. The best you might be able to do is snap out of your unconscious pre-programmed routines faster. And if you can just do it a little bit faster, you can be proud of yourself. And you can learn and do it faster next time, faster next time. When I got banned from Udemy in 2016, I was pissed at them for years. And I nearly bankrupt myself three years later trying to make a platform better than Udemy. That's how powerful conflict can be. And the best part about eliminating conflict is you eliminate the blocks you're putting in your own way to manifesting your dreams and goals. Like I love being a full-time streamer and me protesting streaming on Facebook was blocking me from getting access to millions of people who will watch and love my videos. So thank you very much for watching this. I'm proud of you for getting all the way to the end of this video. And I'm right here with you. I am not immune. I can get drawn into conflict at any time. What I'm doing really well is getting out of it quickly. Sometimes, you know, that first conflict thought comes up. I say I love you to the person, give them a big hug. Immediately, within a few seconds, I'm out of it. And then when bigger things come up, I'm not even getting into them or I'm processing them faster and smoother. So I'm doing this with you. And I'm proud of you for watching all this. I know from this you're committed to ending the conflicts completely in your life. And even if you can just have a few minutes or a day where you're not in conflict with anybody, it does miraculous things for your life. And I've had weeks in a row where I've not been in conflict with anybody. That's after working on this for years and years and years. So I appreciate you being here and supporting me. I'm gonna make one kind of dedicated talking only video like this each week for you. The best thing you can do is you can subscribe to this YouTube channel, turn the notifications on, or follow Jerry Banfield Show podcast if you want to, to keep up with the episodes directly. And if you want the best experience, go to jerrybanfield.com, join my email list, which will say enroll in Jerry Banfield University. And every week I'll send you out a link to my newest video like this, along with all the other videos I've watched that have helped inspire me. Because a lot of the stuff I'm saying I've got from listening to hundreds of hours of Wayne Dyer talks, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks, Eckhart Tolle, you know, listening podcasts like Tim Ferriss, Lex Fridman. You know, I listen to a lot of stuff that inspires me and then I put that back out for you. So if you want to essentially get my source material and see my newest videos, join Jerry Banfield University on my website and make sure, look for the email at Mike Owen. Look for the welcome email. You can reply to me. You can text me if you want personal advice. You can text me or reply to the email for personal advice. You can also go to jerrybanfield.com and click on schedule a call or just go to jerrybanfield.com slash call. You can schedule a call with me. It'll cost you a few hundred dollars because my time and energy is extremely valuable. And if, if you want a dedicated hour with me, I'm available because you know I charge enough where only a few people pay it. So I am willing to talk with you personally. You can always jump on my Jerry Banfield gaming live streams on YouTube. I go live almost every day. I'm happy to, if you have a specific question you want to talk more about, I'll talk more about you with it. You can hop into my Discord as well. So thank you. I love you and you're awesome. You're one of the only people who's watched all of this and I'm looking forward to seeing you again soon.